anyone who may be overeating due to stress, it is hard to overcome overeating, right? So today we are going to hear Julia's story of how she overcame overeating due to stress and busy life. The technique that was a game changer in her life that reduced her stress and dramatically improved her health may also help you. So are you ready? Hello friends, if this is your first time, I'm Dr. Rosina and I've been helping people with stress, anxiety and depression for the last 20 years as a psychiatrist, which is a medical doctor specializing in mental health. I'm also a clinical professor at the University of Washington and the author of the best-selling book, Stress to Joy. You're watching and listening to Happy and Healthy Mind with Dr. Rosina, a weekly program where we share practical tips for your mental wellness. Today joining us is Juliet Welsh. Hi, Juliet. Hi, Dr. Rosina. Thank you for having me here. You're welcome. I'm so glad that you're joining. As a woman in leadership role, you've gone from stress overeating to healthy living and losing belly weight and now helping others. So professionally, after 14 years of experience in the market research industry, Juliet went on to becoming a health and uh, life coach. She now helps busy women who struggle with impulse eating tap into their own personal power and open up to the possibility of unlimited solution. And whichever platform you are joining us from, like, subscribe, hit the bell so that you can get more, more of these programs. So, Juliet, let us know why and how this overcoming overeating became important for you. Well, it's important to me because I am a busy professional and I would cope with stress by eating food. And while and during that time it felt good, it actually led to me developing food allergies and food sensitivities. And it was a really painful process until I learned how to cope better with stress. That's wonderful. So what kind of obstacles you faced? What kind of problems did you face? The problems that I faced were, it was really a lot of stress in the work environment. And I used food to cope. So I always had a stash of potato chips and chocolate. And I would reach to those every time I'd have like a trigger or something. But when I started to experience food allergies and sensitivities, I'd have a lot of stomach pains and pain in my chest where I couldn't breathe. And once I went to an allergist, I found out that I was allergic to a few things and sensitive to like 20 foods, all my favorite foods, I had to cut them out. And then during that process, it was extremely difficult because the nutritionist and the allergist would, would tell you, you know, here's what you need to cut out. We'll test your blood work, but they weren't that support system that I needed. I'd have very specific questions and I was all alone. So this is what led me to want to help people with the same struggles. So your overeating actually was leading to physical problems and illnesses. And so you're talking about stress overeating. And so I just want to kind of share what's the difference between stress eating versus binge eating versus eating disorder. So they're kind of similar problem that people see, they start overeating, but the causes could be different. So sometimes people eat because of the stress. Sometimes they develop binge eating disorder. So they start eating lots of food at the same time 
or they have some kind of eating disorder problem with image problem like anorexia or bulimia or obesity. It could be because of depression or other illnesses, or it could be medication side effects. So there are many different reasons for overeating. So today we are talking about stress overeating. So uh, Juliet, why do you think people overeat when they're stressed? I think that a lot of people are, at least in my case, I wasn't really aware. So there's this lack of awareness, like you know you're feeling bad and so you're trying to find a way to feel better. And food gives you those endorphins and so you start to feel better. I do think that there's a lot of things that we do too when we're busy, where we sacrifice our meal times or we sacrifice what we're going to eat. And so if we don't eat enough during the day, we might set ourselves up for a binge or overeating later in the day. Or if you are on a strict diet and you're trying to lose weight, that actually turns into a binge or impulse eating later in the evening. Yeah. I've seen like night eating is a big problem. Overeating because of the boredom is a big problem. During this COVID-19, I see like, you know, a lot of people are overeating just because they are stuck at home and either they are feeling some emotion and they are overeating or they're just bored and overeating without awareness. So, so tell us what tools worked for you. What helped you? Well, there were actually three things that helped me. The first one was prioritizing mealtimes, making them a sacred appointment. The second one was to do daily check-ins with myself. And the third one was to shift my mindset. So wonderful. Let's kind of go a little bit in detail of step one. So what did you do? What can people do to prioritize their mealtime? Well, when you're prioritizing your mealtime, it's really important to pick a time that works for you. So don't schedule meetings during that time. Pick a time where you can commit at least 20 minutes to eat. I literally had to turn off my phone so that I wasn't receiving calls because that brings the stress response back up when you're trying to eat a calm meal. If you eat in your office, turn away from your computer so that you're not seeing messages and being prompted to start working while eating. Uh, so really just making this sacred so that nothing will get in the way. Everybody knows that at noon I eat, so I don't have meetings. I'm not taking calls. And it has really been like a meditative part of my day so that it slows you down enough to, to enjoy your meal. That's wonderful. For me, uh, sometimes I am eating lunch while doing meetings. Uh, lunchtime is the time for all the administrative meetings I have to do. And so sometimes it is hard, but I've also noticed that whenever I take that time and go to the kitchen and kind of look at the trees outside my window and eat mindfully, I also feel really calm. And I think I enjoy the food more. But like you said, that when you're enjoying food more and eating mindfully, probably you absorb more and you can prevent a lot of illnesses. So that's wonderful. So what's the second change that you brought in your life that helped you? The second change I did was to do a daily self check-in. And so basically that was taking the time to figure out where my mind was so that I could bring that awareness piece in and really just recognize what emotions were coming up, how I was feeling, you know, how the day was going uh, and really connecting to my, my mind and body in that moment. And this one actually leads me into my third step, which is to shift your mindset. And the best way to shift your mindset is during this check-in. So what is really important, it is to recognize what you're feeling. So it is important to recognize the negatives. 
But what really creates the shift in your mindset is taking the time to recognize the positives and what you're doing well. So I would take the time to recognize what was going on with me. What am I angry about? What am I afraid of? What do I feel guilty about? What am I sad about? Am I sad because I sent out an email and now I'm not sure it was received right? But what uh, really was a big struggle when my, my journey with the food allergies is I would journal, but I'd stay in this loop of victimhood and sadness because mm. everybody was eating delicious food in front of me and I couldn't. <laughs> so really taking the time to recognize what I was doing well helped me shift my mindset. So taking the time to say, I'm proud that I'm honoring myself by eating such a good meal. You know, I'm happy for this new experience. I'm thankful for my job, you know, just really taking the time to look at the positives. And so I would look at all the negatives and then look at an equal amount of positives to bring me into a heightened state. And this would actually help with me being more productive because I wasn't sitting in this negative mindset and feeling stuck. I was moving forward and feeling proud of myself for what I was doing well. That's wonderful. It seems like you're talking about the three steps from Stress to Joy program. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the book, Stress to Joy, I actually share a story of a woman who also was struggling with this overeating and how she, utilizing these steps. So the three steps of Stress to Joy is kind of calm down and become aware and process what is working, what is not working, what you're doing, and then respond with the wise mind. And so it seems like you applied all the steps of stress to joy and it, it helped you go from that stress to joy. That's wonderful. There's another resource that I was recently reading was called here, The Mindful Diet. And this book came out of Duke Integrative Medicine and they have done a lot of research and programs and that help people learn to have a different relationship with their food. So, so I think the, these all these programs are meant to help people develop a different relationship and start eating mindfully because we do this all the time. So some people have difficulties and then people like you and me come and help those people overcome those hurdles. So you were talking to me about your program. How do you help people with that program? Well, I have a 90 day program. It's called Beat the Binge. And so what we do is we meet one-on-one -on -one weekly to figure out what your vision is for your health uncover what is stopping you to get those goals and how we're going to move forward. So there are some steps that we utilize to figure out which foods give you energy and which foods take them away. And this is going to be unique for every person. So it's really starting to learn and love your body and how it works. And then we're focusing a little bit on honoring your fullness and your hunger. So starting to know when you are hungry and are you eating when you're hungry? Or are you waiting until you're so ravenous that you're binge eating <laughs> or overeating. Um, so we, we work through a bunch of steps to really set healthy habits that last. And so my program is not about adopting di diets. It's not about deprivation. It's really helping my clients adopt a lifestyle that they can live with. You know, which foods do I want to keep in my life? Like, what do I want to enjoy? And I don't want to cut out. And how do we do that and still stay healthy? So that's that's my 90 day program, the Beat the Binge program. Wonderful. So what can you share with our audience today? Uh, you were talking about an ebook that you have. 
Yes, today I'm sharing an ebook called How to Lose Weight When Nothing Else is Working. And this has been monumental in helping me with losing that stubborn belly fat. So there are five steps that I outline in this ebook. And the first step is just to take notice of how long your meals are taking. So the first time I timed my meal, it was four minutes. So no wonder I wasn't digesting my food properly. I only allowed myself four minutes. Um, but I wasn't judging myself, I was just surprised. The second step is to increase your meal by five minutes. So if mine was four minutes, I'm just gonna aim for nine minutes. And then the third step is to keep doing that until you can get to the 20 minutes. And then the fourth step is really, you're, you are journaling to notice your mood, you're noticing how long it's taking, about what point do I generally feel full? I actually generally feel full about 10, 12 minutes in. But what I'm doing by allowing myself to take my time and eat for 20 minutes is I'm letting my stomach, my mind catch up to each other. So my mind and my stomach start with being hungry. But if I'm eating so fast, then my stomach hasn't digested and processed the fact that it's full. So that is really what this process is. You're journaling. You're not journaling about what you're, eat, you're eating. You're not saying, oh, I ate this and I did so bad with that. It's not about what you eat because you can eat more of what you want when you're eating under the 20 minute meal method. It's about noticing who you're being when you're eating. Am I eating under a frenzy or am I calm and noticing the trees like Dr. Rosina was talking about? And so then the step five is to, once you've gotten to the 20 minute mark, adopt that for seven days. See if you can do it. I actually shared it on Facebook. I said, I'm timing my meals every day and that helped me stay accountable. So I had to do it. And now it's a habit that I prioritize and honor. It's a sacred appointment with me. That's wonderful. So how can people get the access to the ebook? So yeah, I'm showing the number. So you can text joyful to number 38470 and you can download this PDF of this book. Do you have any last message? One of the main messages that I would share is that when you're a busy individual, it's not about making huge changes. So you don't have to leave your job and make this change to have a less stressful life. You can adopt three simple tips like I'm sharing today, and you can start to enjoy work and really relax into the chaos. That's wonderful. So what kind of problems people could have if they don't control their overeating? Well, I definitely see more and more people having the problems that I have for sure. So food sensitivities, food allergies, having to cut out food that they love because they can no longer digest it anymore. Weight gain, that stubborn belly fat that I was talking about that you try everything to get rid of. And that can lead to medical issues. If you're eating under that frenzy constantly, you may start to develop medical issues. It may affect your mood and your sleep. I definitely know when I was suffering with my food allergies, I didn't realize that every night when I'd wake up at three o'clock in the morning, was because I had a stomach ache, but I was so out of tune with my body, I didn't even know I was in pain. Yeah, that, and I see that all the time too, because there are like secondary problems that develop because of this stress eating. And so what benefits can people get once they identify this issue and follow through to control their mindset about overeating? Well, there's a ton of benefits. The best benefits are that you will lose weight. 
you will have a better mood. You will sleep better. Even doing the daily check-in helped me know where I was. So when I'd go to bed, I wouldn't wake up at night thinking about that problem and trying to solve it in the middle of the night. I'd already addressed it. But my most favorite benefit has been that I'm so fulfilled and I can be under the most stress, but I know now how to shift myself out of it and become more productive. And what my clients experience is as they really take away that distraction of food, now they're opening up more in their life. They have better relationships and they have better opportunities at work because they're they're not stuck in that, that spot of negativity and eating. They've moved on. They are even more productive. They have more time, more free time in the office than burden before. That's wonderful. And I'm sure a lot of people would benefit from just applying these tips and tools and eating mindfully. There may be some people who may not be able to get better because of their medical situation or their food addiction. And there are many programs for them also like Overeaters Anonymous and a, a lot of other medical programs too. So seek treatment if things are not working out. And so before before we go into our special, I want to say thank you, Juliet, for sharing your time and wisdom with us today. And let and remember that these programs are for educational purposes and it should not be taken as treatment. All right. So today's special is for people who are caretakers who take who care for other people there it's part of their value system to be of service but many times when they are in that state of wanting to help other people sometimes they forget about taking care of themselves so i was one time traveling and one of my co-passengers as as i was as i was talking to her she was telling me how she takes care of her parents aging parents she takes care of her kids she takes care of her job her house and then i said like you know what do you take do to take care of her, yourself and she said well i used to love writing but whenever i start writing i feel like i am taking away time from my loved ones and i said like you know how does it make you feel and she said like no sometimes i resent it sometimes what i want to do becomes kind of a chore and a burden and so we talked about why it is so important to have this balance of compassion be compassionate with people you care about but also be compassionate for yourself so when you have whenever you start feeling that you're others care things that you really want to do in life is becoming a chore or burden think and see if there's this imbalance between compassion for others and compassion for yourself and try to balance it out so remember that when you take care of yourself you actually increase your ability to continue to help others on a long-term basis life is going to present a lot of challenges and the stressors in life and the way you respond to them can transform that stress to joy and so keep remember that and keep trying to make better and better decisions so you can stay happy and healthy on that note uh, stay healthy and safe till next time <music>